What's up, fellas? What's going on? That's a new, uh, a new Eric, a new state of Eric here. I haven't seen before. What's up? Whoa! It's like midway between normal and crazy. Midway, mid, or no, normal and wildfire. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, good. Don't, 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 don't change a thing. <laughs> the Ringo's here. Hi, Ringalicious. Hey. Hi, Ringalicious. Oh, wrap warm. His, his new jammies on. Hey, Chad. Hey, Eric. And what episode is this? This is episode number 98 oh, man. of Cybercast. Getting close. Second to last show of the year. I think we should do one show where we don't act surprised at the number. <laughs> Let's come in again. <laughs> right. Yeah. whoop de doo Yeah. Yeah, lots to uh, – man, I was excited about today. What, what, a, what, a, what a great get, Eric. All I got to do is ask. I, I know, but still, I was I, I had coffee with my sister this morning. Hence the, hence the the, the name is Brew. But um, I was telling her, you know, I was reading his resume, and she's just just gobsmacked. You know, oh, here we go. There's there Ash. <laughs> oh, there we go. Excellent. That was trippy. Hey, Ash. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. How are things across the pond? All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, dark. It's dark outside obviously um uh-huh. but yeah pretty cool thanks so yeah you're on you must are you on coffee there eric um, yes well i have a little bit of uh, I have a little bit of a uh, <laughs> little bit of coffee liqueur in there so I'm, I'm, I'm starting a little bit early today just so. yeah covid's kind of had that um effect on everyone isn't it sort of making yeah. people what are you yeah. drinking tonight uh, that's uh that's just a um a muscadet white wine oh nice Ooh. nice so all, all the kids in bed not quite. No, no. Give yeah. them a little wine. Give them a little. <laughs> almost. They're almost there. So, Ash, welcome to Slappercast. This is our weekly podcast with the band Blaggards that I've just joined in January, but they've been around. Chad <laughs> and Patrick, Patty have been around for a long, long, long time here in Houston. Fantastic. So, musically, what what what's the what's the music you guys play? Sorry for my ignorance. <laughs> Please don't be. So we, we play. Uh, Chad and I founded this about 16 years ago. We, so we do. Uh, we call it Stout Irish Rock. And that's because when we started off in playing in the pubs, we were doing a lot of the Thin Lizzy and uh, Pogues. And, oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. So it, it's and it's a four piece. So we have fiddle, drums, guitar, bass. And, you know, we, and we all sing a little bit. You know, we all. So uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's really it, it's good fun. And have you been over to Ireland? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm from Dublin. I'm from I'm from Kalini uh, in in Dublin. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Have you played? Have you guys as a band played in? Have you? Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we do a, a, a tour every year. We bring a bunch of people with us every year, and we go to uh, we travel the countryside. We do about eight to ten days, and uh, wow. great fun. What part of England are you in, Ash? So I'm in Norfolk, which is East Coast. Yep. Yeah, My, it's you know East countryside. Coast. Yeah, not not quite as country as as parts of Ireland that I've been to, um, but you know, pretty pretty rural. You know, there's there's not many people where, where the windmill's situated. There's not a lot around, so I can you know two o'clock in the morning I can play. And there's some sheep in that field over there, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, so I, you know, it's pretty cool. Brilliant. Yeah, I have a sister in Somerset. I've been meaning to get over for years, and I'm she, I'm, I'm in trouble. So I haven't, I haven't been to, haven't been to see her, but when all this blows over, you've got to get there. Oh, guaranteed. 
yeah. My yeah. daughter just turned 17 yesterday, and she 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 she's pushing me. So uh, I'm sure. So so are uh, obviously you're you're locked down, and you've 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 been off the road now for a time. Yeah. So uh, this year, January, I did Nam, and I did Zildjian Live in January, and then I came back in uh, February. I had uh two shows i think i did two gigs in february and at the middle of february started doing a record with my old band delamitri scottish band and that was like a two-week recording um sort of blocked out by the time we got to the end of that recording it was like now there's this thing happening everyone's everyone's got to go home you know so and that was it so basically this year i did two shows really uh and one sort of proper session at the beginning year i have done a couple of sessions since in town you know uh one at abbey road and and a couple with uh trevor horn but luckily this 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 place has been keeping me it's been keeping me busy it's like you know i'm so thankful if it wasn't for this place I, i i don't know I don't know where I'll be at, you know, because like, like you all know, there's lots of my friends. I, I'm 51 now. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I don't look a year over 60, um, uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, um, a lot of my friends, younger guys that I know, they earn their money by being on the road, which is what, which is what I did. You know, up until about sort of 15, 20 years ago, my income was going on the road. And, you, and I can remember my dad, God bless him, saying you'll be okay with music because whatever happens you can always play you can always find a pub a club out anything you know you can always do a gig because there's going to be people to watch it no one ever thought in their wildest science fiction dreams right that you're not going to be able to play in front of people what the yeah like you can say fuck if you want to, Ch- uh, Ash. You can say fuck oh, if you want to. Thanks, what? thanks, yeah. thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, unbelievable. So, so there's there's a young drummer that I that I took under my my wing about ten years ago, and he he called me. He plays with a guy called Niall Horan, who Irish guy that uh, it, it was in One Direction, um, and is kind of you know being quite successful around the world, and he was going to do a big tour this year. He called me, I think February, they were out in America doing um, the late show, you know, with, uh, what's his name? Um, the big TV show in, in New York. And um, and he's like, I think they're going to cancel the gigs. And I'm like, really? He said, yeah, you know, this thing, this virus is it's looking weird. People are getting worried. And I said, well, you know, don't worry about it. Anyway, within days, he was flown home. Mm-hmm. That, that, entire tour which was going to be tens of thousands of pounds income for him and the rest of the crew band everybody obviously and and then he's he's not really done anything this year uh, incredibly uh, that artist um what he did actually was he did a gig for his band and crew at the albert hall he hired the albert hall out and did a, a essentially a virtual gig sold the tickets for whatever it was 16 quid each uh and they sold 120,000 tickets holy shit uh, and he paid and he stuck to his word he paid the band 
Um, I don't know if I even should say, but he paid the band and crew con- considerable amount of money each, which sort of made up for the loss of earnings this year mm. and saved, to be fair, saved some of those guys' asses. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, roadies and stuff, guys, we've got mortgages and, and literally no income whatsoever. And certainly in this country, the government has been pretty good with certain industries helping out. But self-employed road crew, musicians, it's like you're on your own. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so bless him, Niall, you know, uh, whatever we think of him artistically and musically, <laughs> you know, he's a he's a straight he's a straight kid and he and he's helped that band and crew out significantly. You know, that's class. That's, that's yeah, could be absolutely. You know, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Yeah. And so, so the Delamitri record that's going to be ready. Yeah. That's well. Again, so we, that was we were supposed to be putting that out this year, but now it's going to come out in the spring. Uh, there is one track available already on the record, um, and Justin the singer, um, he is on absolute form. You know. It, uh, the music lyrically especially you know he's commenting on social and political uh aspects of what's going on in the world in the songs and it's wrapped up in this little present <laughs> you know this sort of musical present but if you start digging in on the on the lyric it's like whoa as always you know with some of the greatest i, I consider him one of the greatest uh, writers that i've worked with actually right. you know and he's a great singer and he's he's got that thing you know that amazing thing where he can sing and he doesn't need autotune <laughs> weird yeah. and you know he can he can sing from the beginning of the song to the end and it's okay it's like how does that work <laughs> you know incredible you're getting into foreign territory now <laughs> yeah yeah but so that's all we're looking forward to that you know and obviously we're we're a bit older and um but interestingly the audience is still there Obviously, you know, they've not gone away. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, the, the last shows that, yeah, Eric, um, yeah. the last shows we, we did last year, it, the audience, it was very interesting because it's, it's the generation of people that were in the band, into the band in the beginning, and now they've had kids and their teenage kids are at the gig. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bizarre. You know, you look around the audience and you can see, you know, there's, there's, there's mothers with their daughters and, and dads with their sons. It's so actually our audience has kind of grown, you know. Um, wow. So hopefully, with if the wind's in the right direction, next year when the record's released, you know we might have a chance of charting. You know, who knows? Yeah, I hope they do. Oh, they deserve yeah. it. You know, they, they mm-hmm. deserve it. Yeah, and next year's going to be crazy. Yeah. I think next I year's going to be insanity mm-hmm. when it's actually okay. If you think about, yes. it, and this is what this is all I've said to young musicians to try and keep the vibe is that. I know it's shit, but at some point it's not going to be, and people are going to absolutely ceremoniously want to let their air down. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be work, continual tours, management companies, record companies, artists are going to want to recoup the money that they've lost. Yes. People are going to be desperate to get out and socialize and actually go to events again and feel the euphoria that you feel when you're, in a in a room listening to a band 
you know yeah it i think it's when it actually kicks in i think it's going to be fantastic you know but we've just got to hang in there that we don't lose too many people along the way literally lose them lose but them. also but also just as far as the business is concerned a lot of guys you know I've, I've, i'm hearing things about guys you know fantastic musicians driving you know and, and delivering um parcels and amazon yeah. like, what the fuck you know yeah crazy yeah. I agree with you. I've said I've said from the beginning it's going to be a, it's going to be an avalanche of of just you know like, like you said. I want to take that last clip that you because I was just so excited listening to you explain it that that's exactly what I, I what, what I envision when this. When uh, you know. I, I think it'll be bonkers. I think it's going to be insane. You know what's yeah. going to be interesting is actually trying to fit all the gigs in because yeah. I, I know probably in the states it's the same as here. So people are moving gigs around all the time. You know, there's so many artists. In fact, I did a recording. One of the only recordings I did when there's other people uh, was like a couple of months ago. And one of the artists involved was like, oh, yeah, I had dates in the spring, but it looks like my manager's put them back to the end of next year. But now the vaccines come along. Those dates will probably come forward again. And yeah. these the, ven the venues in the UK and, and all over the world will be going like, fuck. We've got, to try, we've got to try and fit all these bands in that did have gigs booked or are trying to get, uh, trying to get gigs booked. So it's just going to go from like everyone's sitting on their asses doing this to like, oh my God, it's, it's insane. We can't, they won't be able to, that's the next thing. Hopefully there'll be staff in these venues to actually deal with it, you know? Yeah. So if yeah. so, if you could, and, and please, let's uh, jump in. Uh, Ash, too, uh, before uh, before I get to, just uh, keep an eye on the time because uh, the three of us will keep you talking all day. We were talking before you came in, but we were t trying to get to uh, through your resume, which is it's, just just beautiful to look at. It's just, yeah, but I have to ask if you had to. Okay, so Delamitri aside, if you had to to any anywhere in the world, any band in the world, who if you could tour with somebody right now and just. Obviously, Delamitri, that's the that's the baby. But yeah, well, it's it's a band that I that I I was in. You probably know the history, but I was in the band when in my early twenties. I toured for about two and a half years, mainly America, in fact. Yeah. Um, with a twisted album. Then we did another album. Then I fell out quite well with the management, but didn't fall out with the band. Mm. And hence, I'm back in the fold. You know, from sort of 2014. But. Um, it's probably Kate Bush. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because she doesn't tour, and the yeah, last right. the last date the last dates that she did were in one place. She played Hammersmith Odeon um, in London, the Labatt's Apollo, it's called now, um, which is about a sort of five and a half, I don't know, five thousand seat or something like that. And she did like ten nights in succession. Wow. Yeah. And Omar wow. Hakim actually—you you couldn't get a ticket for love the money. It's, it's insane. Um, and ha Omar Hakim played drums actually um, on that tour. I was very envious. But yeah, wow. she, as an artist, she sort of sums up a lot, a lot for me. Uh, um, and I don't, you know, I've met some famous people along the roads, like we all have, you know. Uh, and I—the only time I ever got wobbly, I actually didn't meet her. But she was in a restaurant that I was eating in, and, I, and it, it fucking freaked me out. <laughs> she, she was in a restaurant, the local Chinese restaurant near me, where I lived in in London, in Blackheath. 
uh, and I was there with my um, my girlfriend at the time, and um, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, Kate Bush is over there with mm. her manager. I was like, oh my god! And it, it took all the will in the world for me not to get up and go over and just be on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. And I didn't. I didn't do it because I've seen that happen in front of my eyes with other people. Yeah. Uh, and I thought yeah. I'm not going to do that to her. She's eating, you know. Yeah. Some fucking idiot coming up to you while you're having your dinner, you know. So <clears throat> I did. Yeah. I didn't do it. But she, I, musically, you know, if I think about her catalogue of music, um, yeah, just great. I mean, just great songs. Yeah. Well, two seconds know. ago, two seconds ago, I was talking about the voices that you can't. You can't step in and do that's another one. Kate Bush is another one. Her oh, yeah. is is we, we were talking about Christopher McCall because we just did the fairy tale of New York. Um so yeah. we did a cover, but we also Kirsty, did you yeah. say? Yeah. 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 I, I I luck I met her in Belfast. I was playing with Squeeze in Belfast and we were we were staying at um the most bombed uh, building in Europe, which is the uh, that hotel. What's it called? The, the, the International Hotel. That's that's it, and it's opposite the Horseshoe. Is it the Horseshoe or, or that the, pub? Is it? It's not the Crown and the the. Um, it might be the Crown. Anyway, uh, I know that the pub that across the road is, is yeah. fantastic. Great but little we, pub. We were staying. We were staying in, in that in that hotel, um, and incredibly, so was she with her band. And Glenn from Squeeze, he's, he's like an old, proper old school muso. So at, at any point, if it's possible, a guitar will be out mm-hmm. and we'll be singing. And we were in the bar. Kirsty's there with a band. Glenn's like, hey, obviously they go back from whatever. And I just remember just sitting there and watching them just rattle off tune after tune, not their own tunes other things like Beatles yeah. things and, and whatever. Uh, and what a night, you know, incredible. Um, yeah, and I, so I, I feel very sort of blessed to, to, um, to have met her. Um, yeah. and then I, I worked with, um, Sinead O'Connor. Oh. I toured with, I t- toured with Sinead and Kirsty's brother was in the band. Callum. Callum okay. McCall was, was in the band for a little while. And he's he's a talent as well. It's like, oh my god, you know. Wow, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, Sinead yeah. was just, I mean, through the roof vocal wise. Another one, which it, like you know, I, I feel so very lucky to have worked with her. And and you hear all these stories. Oh, you know, some of these artists are difficult. Uh, Sinead was absolutely adorable. Yeah. I mean, I saw her. She wasn't adorable to some people. I saw that, <laughs> but yeah. with with yeah. the with the with the band, she was beautiful. You know, uh, and a great, she's one of the only singers I've actually cried on stage, um, because of of a performance. Honest, you know, yeah. being good, not not bad. <laughs> you know, but she was. <laughs> so the guitar player at the time was a, a guy called Robbie McIntosh, who who toured with Paul McCartney. For about seven or eight, seven or eight years, and um, the dog knows. Yeah, um, <laughs> dog knows. And dog's name, dog's name is the dog's name is Ringo. So of course he knows. <laughs> of course. So yeah, Rob, Robbie, Robbie toured with McCartney for about sort of seven or eight years, and then he he he, he played with John Mayer. Um, he the Pretenders he played for and recorded for. Um, anyway, he's in the band, um, and man, what. A, 
I mean, A, what a musician, but a guy, just fantastic. And my daughter had just been born. And there were, there's a moment in the set where he just plays acoustic. It's her and him. And there's a track that she, she's got called Three Babies. And it's about uh, three kids. And, it, and Robbie starts this finger-picking thing. I mean, the hairs are going now. I can't <laughs> believe it. Just thinking about it. Um, and he starts playing this thing. And Sinead's... Oh man, and I just remember being sat in my kit thinking about my own new newly born child, and I just fucking just yeah. <laughs> I started going. Okay, come on, let's just try and get it together. I've got to play in a minute, you know. But yeah, she's the only properly moving, you know, real, real artist like Kate, you know, like Kirsty, real deal, actual proper fucking thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, That's, and I can say that with with absolute uh, with vitriol, but also with 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 um, with an ounce of integrity because I've worked with many many singers. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of it, and I've seen singers that are just into it because of the fashion. Are just into it. They're not into it because of the music. There's so many other reasons, especially pop music. Why you would get into pop music, you know. And I've seen all of the reasons, but the ones that I gravitate towards the most are the ones like that, that are rounded, artistic, credible uh, artists, really. That's yeah. beautiful. That's, that, yeah. I, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. That's a, yeah, her version, her, she sings a song called Skibbereen, and she did it just, I, I, I want to say it was, there may have been a slight keyboard in the back of her, her her voice just knocked me over on that. Oh, on that. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine being where you were, hearing what you heard and feeling. What yeah, you uh, just beautiful. You know, yeah. another one, another Irish one, actually. I, I was lucky a few years ago to uh, play at the Abbott Hall with uh, Van Morrison. Oh, my God. Wow. And, and, and I got warned by a couple of drummer friends of mine. Um, he's Van doesn't really like drummers <laughs> he, do, he doesn't that we're always too noisy we're too fast we're too slow we we just yeah drums is the thing that he focuses on of, of being a problem in a band you know it's never the second alto player it's it'll <laughs> always probably be the drummer you know um, yeah. yeah and uh so i was preparing myself for a, a possible awkward moment with that um and he didn't come to rehearsals. He just came to soundcheck. Um, and we were playing. The first thing we were playing was um, Astral Weeks. And, uh, you know, it was brushes. And, and, um, and the, I remember the, the, his road manager said, you cannot play this quiet enough. So I was playing like the sort of, I don't know if you can see it here, but mm -hmm. yeah. this, this, so the bell of the, of the crash symbol is like, like literally about that loud and it's the fucking Albert Hall. It's like, <laughs> eh? And he's like, that, that, he goes, that's great. That's it. And I'm like, I mean, I can fucking hardly hear that. Anyway, we start playing it, this, this thing.
and and we start and we're just going round and round and he comes out comes out with his acoustic guitar and it's like okay here it's like it's he's an absolute presence i don't know if you've ever seen him or no. been in his presence but it's like oh my god it's like you, you i think he's the sort of guy you'd know he's in the room even if you didn't know he's in the room it's just like an exceptional sort of arrival of this guy um and i had him i had a monitor right here and he was the i have to say i said to the guy i said his guitar and his vocal in there as possibly as as loud as possible because i didn't want to miss anything any cue from his hand or his his voice um and when he opens his mouth all is forgiven you just go okay i mean you it's just so beautiful it's amazing you know and we got through that tune and then we did another one and we then we did um midnight special and i sort of played it like a sort of charlie watts quite simple board and he turned around he comes walks over to the drums with the guitar and i think oh shit, here this is the one yeah. this is the moment and he goes no 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 more bass drums so i start going boom catch boom 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 back that's it that's it and he turns around and carries on and that's all he said to me and on the show he was an absolute delight a mate on fire you know brilliant show um and i saw one of the drummers that was a regular van morrison drummer a guy called neil wilkinson and he said oh how did that gig go with van ready for me to say oh mate it was <laughs> and i said i'll be honest with you neil it was fucking brilliant and he went you know what I hope you never have to play with him again because because <laughs> if you if you do play with him again it's un, undoubtedly going to be shit. Um, <laughs> but you know it was, exactly. it was it was a beautiful a beautiful gig he was a beautiful fella um and again same as all those other people we've just been talking about you know undeniable yeah yeah. And I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine recording his vocal and saying, oh, you know, the, the second line of the verse, you're, you're sort of a bit sharp. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's, it's unbelievable. Just yeah. storytelling, fantastic sound, you know. Yeah, he's, he's where he is for, for, for a reason. Yeah. Just, you know. But I have to say your, 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 your touch I've, I've watched, I've just watched a bunch of your playing and I'm just, I'm just a, a schoolgirl. I, 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 <laughs> it's just, I, I'm telling you, we've always been lucky. Our, our band's always been lucky. We've always had good drummers. Yeah, we, and, I, and I've said it from the get go. I, I just, I, if your drummer's crap, the, the band just has to go away. There's just, there's no, yeah, you don't have a product and, and it doesn't. So, so, but just watching you, it's just, and, I, and I'm, I, I could spend the whole day telling you how wonderful I think, but you're playing. There's, there's. Uh, I've, I've always been a drummer. I've always been a, a fan of drummers. Drummers are my, you know, drums are my favorite. I just, I just can't sit down for long, so I, I can't play. But uh, yeah, <laughs> your your technique, whatever you do, and how you play. I, I see Eric. It's got a lot of that too. It's just, it's so, it's just so beautiful when a drummer can just get can 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 carry that song can push that song can bring that song to to people it's just it's my hat's off to you just your well, thank you yeah, your resume is, it, it's yeah it's, it's it's not even starting yet i love it i love it <laughs> well thank you mate and, and and it's interesting you talk about songs you know because that's that's essentially obviously 
the people that I've just talked about are all singers. And that is actually where, that's where my heart is. You know, uh, this, the whole, for me, Instagram and social media went a bit nuts because I just did, I just posted, I started by posting a few videos of me just trying some ideas out and it's now gone silly. Um, and, and interestingly, some people, their introduction to me is me experimenting with something that's very sort of particular drum orientated thing. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it is music, but it's not really where my heart is. So it's, it's tricky for me to try and get some of those, that audience into thinking and knowing really where, where I come from. It's like songs are where it's at, um, yeah. you know, and all, and all of my favorite drummers, you know, I mean, you mentioned Ringo there, God bless him. You know, one of my favorite um, things about, I, I saw a quote from him. Someone said, you know, how come, uh, how come you're, you're sort of so well known for being one of the best song drummers in the world? And he said, I just, I'd only do a drum fill when they stop, stop singing. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, absolute yeah. nugget of gold. Mm -hmm. I only, I'd only do a drum fill when they stop singing. It's like mm -hmm. amazing. But I mean, that's quite difficult to get that across to modern drummers. <laughs> like, yeah, you know that when you're doing those ridiculous fucking drum fills, there's, there's, there's somebody still doing something. It's, it's kind of, I find it, 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 you know, I'm with men of a certain generation. I find it sort of quite rude. It's like, stop, stop, they're singing a fucking song. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's your. The, uh, it's, it's not your bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's 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 the curse of the of the new of the next generation, and it sounds like we're yeah. a couple old men on our porch saying, <laughs> you know, get off get off my lawn. But it's kind of one of these things where they just want to show how much they can play yeah. over what it, when it what, whatever the song is, whatever's going on. It's like halfway through the first verse, even before the first phrase ends, they're already filling into yeah. the next thing. It's just like that's not. And, and and I think I think the thing that that really makes that a thing is that there's so many drummers that don't actually play with other people. They yeah. play in their basement or they play in their room or whatever. And and are they are they are their chops excellent? I mean, there's some great chops players out there, yeah. but I doubt that they could get together with two or three or four other people and actually kind of hold it together yeah. and make something yeah. musical out of it. That's I think that's what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, playing with people and or certainly playing with the attitude that there are other people that you're with you know I, Gad, Steve Gad says that great thing and there's a there's a thing on YouTube uh, and these young Italian drummers they ask him what groove is and it's it's absolutely captivating they go so Steve can you tell us what groove is and he's is classic Steve Gad self he just goes ah takes ages to answer it goes yeah um you know i think uh and it's like please come on tell, and eventually he says groove is an agreement with the rest of the musicians so the drummer and the bass player agree that is where the downbeat is and the guitar player goes you know what I've, i'm feeling that too i agree that that is where the one is. And then if you get the whole band agreeing that, yes, this, that's it, then it starts grooving. And I thought, well, that, what an amazing 
way to describe it. It's an agreement. And, yeah. and straight away, as a musician, you can see why he's been so successful because he's, he's not talking about himself. He's talking about everybody. It's like, you know, it's like we're all in, in this thing. And, it, and he realizes how um, powerful that can be when everybody's in agreement. And that's why some bands, well, most bands, I guess, uh, sound can sound so much better as a as a group rather than individuals in some way. You know, yeah. If you think about some of the greatest bands that have ever been, the the lineup of that band make a thing, and it's like, and it feels a certain way. Mm-hmm. And yet, sometimes if you remove one of those musicians, it's not not so good. You know, it's it's fascinating the yeah. chemistry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, if you want an example of Ash's playing, of course, I'm kind of biased because I, I like his playing a lot, and I, and I love Delamitri. There's a song they did called It Might As Well Be You. Well, it's actually Niagara, not me. Na- that, oh, that's what? not me on that. No, that's not me oh on that Oh, my God. Record. Delete this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have played it. That is, a, that is a great song drummer, a guy called Chris Sharrock. Hmm. Um, a, a, a I, could have sworn, I, I could have sworn it was you with that touch and that feel. So he's copying us. Well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. No, I had, to, <laughs> I, had, I had to copy him actually. When I went on that tour, I had to properly copy Chris's playing. Um, mm. But there will be a version of me somewhere playing it live, you know, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess it's interesting, Chris, being a Liverpudlian. You yeah. know, he's got that. He's got that sort of natural sort of song. Um, approach, you know. Uh, well, this, anyway, Chris's Chris's performance is yeah is ridiculous. Yeah, his play his playing on that entire record is absolutely brilliant. And and Justin said actually the singer said about him what's fantastic about Chris is that it's it's the vibe is the most important thing. He, he's capable of playing to a click and being a, a true session drummer, getting it right not making mistakes when you do the third take, whatever. Um, but the vibe is always present because there's a lot of guys, session dudes, and it's one of the hardest things to do as, as, as I get older. When you're, doing, when you're playing things, simpler things, trying to maintain the vibe um, is, is sometimes can be hard, you know, um, the energy of the song, because it, 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 you know I've definitely seen it with some older session guys where they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, I can play this with my eyes closed. It's like I, we all know that, but we don't want it to sound like you're playing it with thinking about when you're going to be eating dinner. We want you to be in the moment, you know. And Chris, every time he played, would be in the moment, and I think that that's a that's a special thing, yeah. you know. And I, and I at, try, I, you know, I try ahead. and do that. I was about to ask you that because, you know, looking at your resume with everyone that you played for from Cher to Adele to, to Trevor to Rod Stewart, everyone else in between. Do you think yeah. that's why people call you is because not only can you obviously play great, play to a click, and, and, but is it because you bring a vibe that they're looking for? Well, this is, this is, you know, as you know, one of the trade secrets is like people go, why, why do producers pick certain guys? And, you know, Trevor Horn definitely didn't pick me because I've got the fastest double bass drums or 
you know, the guy that booked me to do multiple share records or whatever, he's, he's not like, oh, you've got the best double strokes on the hi-hat. That's why I call you. You know, all of these people call me, I think, because of my approach to the song, like the stuff that we talked about already. It's like, and, and I remember Trevor, you know, I remember once he was talking about Seal and he was talking about the vocal is is at the top of the pyramid and everything else must support that thing and he was he was actually telling so he was talking to somebody else about it but i remember being sat in the room going that's how i feel and then i just and then immediately thought well that's probably why he likes me because i feel the same as him you know it's about that it's it's about the song it's about the singer everything you play should be supportive of that person and you know hey presto when you do it and certain singers if you're lucky to play with certain singers and that appreciate that that you are going softer maybe in the verses and then you're giving them support when the chorus comes uh and you're not doing too many fucking drum fills or too many too many crashes those singers you know some of them will go i really like that guy's playing because i don't know why but I like playing with him and it'll be because their song can be delivered better. And I, and I think, I think that's the, that's the key yeah. really. Um, it's for playing for the song and, and everybody says it, everyone says it. Not many people do it. I'm thankful. <laughs> that's why, it's true. that's why I should be retired, but I'm still fucking working. <laughs> <laughs> There's no retirement for you. No, it's not. That's, that's- <laughs> <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> no, no. I hope not. You know. Yeah. No. There's. It's. it's you're just. It's. You're just. Your. Your. Your passion just screams. It, it's even. You know. It's. It's blaring. It's beautiful. It really. Oh man. Well. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I am passionate about it, and and as I get older, I feel now, in my life, I can say some of these things, and, I'm allowed to, because. I've definitely played with lots of singers and, and, and I can, and there's a lot of things I can't talk about with any authority, but playing with singers and recording songs that are released, I can definitely talk about that with, with some kind of authority. Now I'm, I'm 50, I've been playing drums since I was 10 years old. Um, I'm 51. A lot of those years I've been playing with singers, you know, it's like, and then I did seven years on the voice, you know, and there's a thousand singers that I, I backed on that. Mm-hmm. Well, a thousand people that sang. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear about that. Yeah. yeah. You, hey, but even, even, even you're playing on you know, the Zildjian Live thing, you know, when you're playing with, with, a full, with a band like that with horns, you can still tell that you're, you're kicking ass, but you're also supporting yes. what everyone else is doing in mm-hmm. such a great and musical way that it, it's, it, it's just... And that I, I, I sent it to the guys. I go, hey, watch this. Check this out. And watch around, around minute, minute uh, four and ten seconds because ten, yeah. that fucking breakdown you do is the most ridiculous thing I think I've seen all year in a great way. That, that, yes. that thing where you just and, – and the people just went, holy shit, what was that? Patrick, I did. So, uh, yeah, go on. I, I mean, but I didn't I, – I purposely uh, – I wanted to make a statement about – you did drum events and about 
that thing that we've been talking about all night, really, which is like mm-hmm. some some guys and drummers, and I'm not knocking it. I, I'm really not knocking it. I think some of that energy is absolutely astounded that there's a lot of those guys bring. Um, and I think on Zildjian, everybody's expecting the drummer to do that. And I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be really cool? I was, you know, at 50 years old to do Zildjian live with guys that are a quarter of my age or whatever. Um, uh, Dennis was on it. He's older than me, just about. Um, and but do a musical statement that wasn't anti the chops, but just showed people an alternative view mm-hmm. of what you can do, which is still exciting. I think that Phil, and I'm glad you dug it because I and, I and I that hot that week before that, I never figured out what I was going to play. I just had this dialogue in my head: play something with space, play something with space, play something. Just kept on saying <laughs> it to myself, and yeah. that's what came out. And if you look at me, you can tell. Even I don't fucking know what I'm playing. <laughs> I just, if you look at my face, I'm like, what? <laughs> I just know that I've got to leave a gap. Because it because it would feel intense, you yeah, know? and it and it definitely it did the trick. We we all jumped in cold water at that moment, but the cool, <laughs> the coolest part of it was not all our breath was gone. But Eric, I mean, Eric found it, and he's you know he said, "Watch this." So we watched the whole thing, and he's right, right at right in your break. But it goes to the crowd, and it shows everybody, and they all have the same look on my face. They all look like they'd just been you know prison raped or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful. It was just absolutely, and I just, yes, it was just so great, so wonderful. Well, I'm dude, thanks. well, I'm, I'm just glad that it came across right. It could have come across. It could have gone wrong. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to Stanton Moore, you know, and some very amazing drummers, and Stanton especially. I was saying, I want to try and, because he knows he's mature enough as a drummer to know what I'm talking about, where. You know, those, some of those drummers, I think Stuart Copeland's a, a, a master of it, actually. It, uh, of, just the timing of a, of a thing, of a splash symbol or a snare wallop. And it's just like, there's nothing before it or after it. It's just where it drops. And I, and I just thought, wouldn't that be great? I've been given this opportunity um, in my you know, slightly older years to do something that a lot of people are going to see. Wouldn't it be great to not go figure out a fucking drum feel that's going to blow people's minds, which I could practice for a month before I did the show? Or do I do something that's spontaneous, but hopefully delivers some sort of passion? And and I managed to, to connect with some people and I'm happy about that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was killer, and and your and your clinic, you know, uh, Ash was kind enough to finally uh, finally come to Pasic a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, you've I, been asking me a while. Yeah, about three or four years maybe, but you were busy. Uh, you, some, were, you, you, you were doing well, the voice. I was doing so. the voice every time that Pasic. I was in filming for the voice. Yeah, 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 and I and I think that uh, you know every every year I think I think of what what to me was was a highlight, not only for me but what I see the audience um, react to. Cause I'm always I'm checking in on stuff. I'm running around like a lunatic and um, yeah. your clinic was, was definitely touched a lot of people uh, in a good way. I mean, you were, you were super sweet and you were very uh, in the moment too uh, at that yeah. clinic. And it was just a, 
just, I think that was probably the highlight, uh, you know, Antonio Sanchez was pretty good too, but, um, yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he, he's a awesome musician. I mean, oh my God, it's now. ridiculous. He played, yeah. we, we, we hosted a, a, a drum set jam the night on, on, on Friday night and Antonio played and I had to get on, I was the MC and I had to get on the microphone and I had to say, what the fuck was that? Cause he played yeah. so great. It was just ridiculous. But Ash's clinic for me, uh, obviously wanting him to come for so many years and being, being, being a fan was, was definitely the highlight, I think of, 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 of them that 2019. Well, yeah, mate, thank fun. you so much. Thank you for that. And thank you for asking me and, and being so tenacious and not letting, uh, not letting up. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? No, no, no. I, 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 I really, you know, I really try to make that thing like, you know, great for, not just the people that show up there, but also great for the artists that come too. So we were more than happy to have you. And, and, and actually we're more than happy to have you on this podcast too. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, man. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. To, it's nice. To, it's nice to do one that is a sort of drummy type zoom podcast thing, but it's actually bigger. It's about bands and it's about music and it's got, yeah. you know, it's not four drummers, you know, mm-hmm. I mean that, that they're cool. And I, and, but, you know, I've done a, quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I was getting ready for the show this morning. I went on your website to look at some of the more recent stuff that you played on. And yeah. uh, the thing that jumped out of me immediately was the Red Planet with... Uh, oh, with, with Rick. Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you listen to any that? of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's astounding. <laughs> and I never listened to any of the solo stuff before, but I was like, so I didn't know what to expect, but it's... It yeah. starts off kind of, kind of like early, like old Vangelis kind of stuff, and then you're, and then yeah. the band comes in. I'm like, man, this is so yeah. cool. Rick's astounding. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just ridiculous. And and you know, he's he's on Hunky Dory, the Bowie mm-hmm. record. You know that? It, he's all yeah. over that. And he, he said, it. oh, that was just that was just a session he did. You know, he was very <laughs> much in, into what he was doing and the whole yes thing and all that. But I, I, the way I started working with him you know, the way gigs happen, you just never can tell. And I, and I always say to people, you know, you never know what's, who's going to be in the audience. Um, so if, if I think about pubs, for instance, my actual very first gig, that I, first big break, I was playing in a pub in Greenwich and the bass player from Massive Attack walked in and he hired me for a guy called uh, Tom Robinson. Uh, two four six eight motorway. I don't know if you know that tune. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, he was looking for a for a young cheap band, and I was young and cheap, and and he hired <laughs> me. And so I got my first, really, my first proper break from that. But but getting back to Rick, um, his drummer, Touchwood, um, he basically he broke his arm. Oh. And there was a tour coming up, and he bust his arm. And uh, Tony Fernandez, his name is. And the bass player in Rick's band I'd worked with before, and he said, he phoned me and he said, look, Rick's got this tour. Um, and Tony, Tony can't do it. Are you up for doing it? And I said, yeah. He said, well, listen, he goes, before you say yes, listen to the music, because it's, <laughs> it's very, it's very specific. Like, it's an interesting you know, British prog rock music is pretty mm-hmm. fucking mad. Like, so the first tune I listened to was like 20 minutes long journey <laughs> to the center of the earth. It was called. Um, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to, I can't write this stuff out. You've got to learn it. 
these like epic fucking tunes you know you think about a, a, a normal pop songs like three four five minutes maybe this the first tune in this guy's set is 20 minutes and it's like oh my god so i but anyway i still said yes i took it as a challenge and the gigs were incredible they were uh costa rica puerto rico havana um mexico city supporting asia um and then leicester which is a little uh town in the north of england so it's not so glamorous um but i but i <laughs> met <laughs> i met rick out in uh, out in cuba uh and we played at it was still like this is like 15 15 six, 17 years ago something like that so cuba was still it's pretty like not many musicians went you know you're not really allowed in yeah. you know and certainly americans it's i think it's very different now but back then it's very difficult as an american to get into in, get into cuba and um we I, I met him there met him at soundcheck uh and he said to me that that night oh by the way we're, we're making a dvd of the show i'm like it's my first show it's like yeah it, it'll be fine and if you go on if you go on if you go on youtube and look uh for rick waitman cuba you'll you'll see a much younger version of me um like drum solo the whole thing you know yeah. i did a drum solo which I, I hadn't done since i was 17 years old he said oh you, you do you do a drum solo in this i was like how long has it got to be and he went well long enough for me to go to the dressing room and have a cup of tea <laughs> I was like, oh my god! So, so they they all leave the stage. Rick goes and puts the kettle on, and makes a tea. And I'm, so, as I'm doing this drum solo in front of five thousand people, I'm thinking, right, he's put the tea bag in now. Okay, it's it's brewing. Uh, adding the milk. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, ridiculous! Um, Could you not just find a, 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 a an artist with a cocaine problem? I mean, that would, <laughs> come on. <laughs> haven't they all? But um, yes, yeah. yeah, so, so that, that was incredible working with Rick. And then, and that was kind of it. His, his drummer got himself together and his arm fixed and, and the, the, the show carried on without me. I just did one tour. Um, Rick asked me to do a couple of other things, but I couldn't do it. Uh, and that was that until literally probably about five months ago, I just got a, a text from him out of the blue saying I'm doing a record um, and I'd, I'd love you to do it with me remotely. So yeah, I did it all. And it, and, it, and the way we did it, he'd put sort of basic tracks down oh. with keyboards, uh, but to a click. And I came up with those parts and then the rest of the band did their thing on it and it shaped up how it shaped up. That's amazing. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. how that how it came together. I didn't know it was yeah. that recently. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty recent, so it's only just come out now. Um, and and so some of it's really cool, you know. It's it, he really he really enjoyed doing it, which is which is fab, you know. But what I say to young drummers about you never know who's going to be there, and you never know what's going to come from a particular gig. So there, was, Rick has got a tech, like a, a roadie, and uh, I'm the bass player in the band said, have you met Doom yet? And I said, who's Doom? They're like, oh, it's, that's Rick's roadie. I said, why, why'd you call him Doom? You know, if he won the lottery, 
it'd be mildly sort of put out. Oh, you know. Um, and I thought, God, this guy sounds interesting. Um, anyway, I met him. Stuart, his name is Stuart Sawney. Um, and he was not like that at all. I was like, this guy's really fucking cool. Um, but he's the only guy that could set up 25 keyboards, which Rick had. You know, his, his rig was 25 keyboards. Old school keyboards. Yeah. Not, you know, so all properly all linked and the, like spaghetti Western, literally. And um, this guy was the only guy that, and he didn't actually, he goes, oh, no, I don't like all this widdly, widdly bollocks. He goes, I, I sort of like, he goes, I like soul music. I was like, oh, who'd you like? He goes, well, Aretha. I was like, wow, yeah, okay, cool. He goes, yeah, he goes, I thought you might like some of that stuff. And he, and he had all these amazing bootlegs of, of Aretha Franklin stuff. And, and we just would like talk about that. Um, and he happened to say to me, you should meet my mate Fraser. And I said, who's he? He went, well, he used to play guitar for Rick, but he's a producer. I was like, all oh, right. And he goes, you've worked with James Morrison. And I said, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've worked with James. He said, because um, Fraser, my mate Fraser works. He said, my mate Fraser works with James Morrison. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's in small world, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, you've got to meet him. You've got to meet him. Anyway, Fraser wrote a song called Broken Strings, which is a quite a big hit for James Mor Morrison and Nelly Furtado that, that I played on, that another producer produced. Um, and and, and I, it started to come together. I was like, that's the phrase he's talking about, the guy that wrote this number one smash in Europe. Uh, and he kept on saying, you've got to meet Fraser, you've got to meet Fraser, blah, blah, blah. And eventually this Fraser guy calls me to do a session. Um, and eventually I, I did the session with him. We got on really well. We had this mutual friend, which is Rick Waitman's fucking keyboard tech. But Fraser's the guy that uh, wrote uh, Set Fires to the Rain for Adele. And I played on that song. So... It was from Rick Waitman's Roadie wow. that I eventually ended up playing on one of the biggest records the world's ever seen. That's and sick. if you think about it, if you think about that, as you know, some people go, I'm not playing for fucking Rick Waitman. Fuck that. Old fucking <laughs> stuffed up English bloody prog rock. Fuck that. Yeah. It's like I wouldn't have met that guy who eventually yeah. the, the, the planets aligned and I played on that tune. I mean, you can't think of Adele. And yes, I mean, you can't get no. much further away, really. <laughs> <laughs> but they're connected. Yeah. Is that the biggest record you've ever played on? Is that I think Adele is one of the, I think that 21 is one of the biggest records ever. Ever sold. Uh, and it's probably the, yeah, probably the biggest song I've ever played on, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah and, and Rod Stewart, did you tour with him or is that? No, I've never, no. Um, I played on his album, which was number one this time last year that Trev did. Um, I, me and Steve Ferroni shared the, the drum seat, which is quite nice to share it with such a monstrous drummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Rod, amazing. Again, another one. Yeah. You know, this thing's still totally working but he's had the same drummer for about 30 odd years uh, a guy called dave palmer um who was in a band uh, called the the back yeah, in the 80s yeah. Yeah, right. yeah yeah and he also he used to when he was in england he lives in los angeles now dave um he's been there a long time actually but he 
when he lived in England, he played on, uh, is it Lexicon of Love? You know, um, oh, oh what, 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 Heaven 17. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would never yeah. have the name, yes. I know that. Yeah. And so he was a he was a quite a prolific session guy in London in the eighties. Dave was, uh, and he worked with Trevor quite a bit. There, uh, there, and, and and loads of other people. And I met I actually met Dave in nineteen ninety about nineteen ninety five. Um, Delamitri were playing in Los Angeles, and the tour manager, still the tour manager, knew the crew from Rod Stewart, and we were staying at the Hyatt which was opposite the house of blues on sunset. I don't know if it's there. I don't think it's there anymore, but we were outside and this convertible golf comes screaming down sunset. And this guy goes, Oh yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I said, who the hell's that? And he goes, oh, that's, that's Potty Palmer. He said, that's Dave Palmer. I said, what's he do? He goes, he plays drums with Rod. It's like, wow. Anyway, within a couple of days, they were playing at the Hollywood bowl and we went to watch him and I met Rod and everything. Um, Priscilla Presley was there backstage. I remember thinking, Whoa. this is mental. Um, and, I'm, and I met Dave then. And that, yeah, that would have been 1995. And we've sort of kept in contact ever since. And yeah. So he's Rod's, he's Rod's guy. And I don't think Rod will ever change it, you know. Yeah. Um, but you see, people go, well, how come you never toured with them? Which happens quite often. Um, yeah. It's because producers book the bands and book the guys that they want to play on the records. Um, that's how it works. Yeah. You know, uh, so I get to play on some amazing things, but I don't often don't play with them live. You know, Adele actually was at the session that we did, which is unusual for pop pop artists to turn up at the gig really? uh, at the session, you know, mm. like there's an album, there's an Irish singer who I won't name, but I've done five albums with him. And I, he's, I've never seen him at a session. Not Bob Geldof. Oh, no, not Bob. No, no. Okay. Bit okay. younger. I'm not. I'm not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. That's crazy. I don't, I don't yeah. Five fucking albums I've done with this guy. And I've never seen, I've met him, but not, not in a studio. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's probably utterly unaware that I've played on that amount of music. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How, what about a book? Have you have you have you got one? Have you got notes to put this together? I've, I've definitely got one, but we wouldn't get legal clearance. There's, there's no <laughs> way. There's, there's, I, honestly, I, I've, there's a mate of mine that's a publisher, and he's got a, he's got a, a fantastic uh, bookshop actually. And I, and he we were talking one night, and I told him some of the things that I've seen and yeah. heard over the years, and he went, "Oh my god." You can't, and, and, and you can't change the names enough to make it. Well, what we did, we talked about it seriously, you know, quite yeah. seriously. Uh, and he said, it could be a work of fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still a possibility that it would just be like a, a joke kind of fiction yeah. book. But yeah. actually, fuck yeah. me, that's, that's an actual story. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I, yeah. I'd read it. <laughs> yeah, that's a way that's a way around it but i, yeah. I don't know i mean i i sometimes you know you, I've, I've seen some of these books where people kind of talk about their their careers and all and i don't and i just think i don't know it sort of like goes against the sort of rock and roll rock and roll 
code of like yeah you know yeah yeah i mean amazing things i, I remember being in a dressing room with the uh, i toured with marianne Faithful, um and mm. anita pallenberg i was making a cup of tea in the dressing room and and, and marianne and anita came into the dressing room they're like two little schoolgirls talking about stuff and some of the stuff i heard i'm like i shouldn't i shouldn't be listening to, i shouldn't be privy <laughs> to this information they talked about some of the stuff that happened in the old days and i'm like i, I, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be listening to this it's incredible you know wow. You, you can tell I, that you, know, you yeah you can tell that we're all men of a certain age because every name you bring up are like oh yeah yeah we know who that is oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but um I, I don't know it's it, yeah I guess there are some books on there out there and people have sort of told all yeah yeah or whatever yeah. but I mean I also think that like you know really I've had a I've had a I'm very thankful for my career but if you look at it in the big picture you know someone like Steve Gadd or Vinnie Colaiuta or someone I mean like it's my my career is a drop in the ocean compared to some of those guys, you know. So why why should I even think about um, you know documenting it? Because it's there's so there's other guys that have got that have truly worked with some of the biggest artists on earth, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I love your story because it, it's so it's just such a just people that like, like you said they're people that just should not you shouldn't be able to tie them together you sh- they shouldn't be a line but there's a line and it's a small one it's oh yeah well what's that next yeah yeah what's that thing about uh five degrees of separation yeah yeah and and it's and i honestly i really do think there's some truth in that um, oh I, I i believe it i believe it and, and, and the only reason why your story is different is because you have these different these massive personalities but they're just in different you know in different spots you know yeah. and there's things but yeah and, and and you're so embedded in your in your craft you're such a you're such a and, and you know i'm lucky too because chad and and eric are are are, are like yourself they're 100 percent. there's they they seem to be so much deeper into music than i am and you know and i'm supposed to be the one that's trying to sell this thing in in on the front you know because i do this you know the yapping but uh, it's, 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 it's such a delight to me uh, to, to, to talk to, to, to you with this history and this love of it. And, and when your heart's in it like that, you can't fake that. And that's what a drummer brings that, that's, that, that has, a, you know, has a story to tell. Yeah, well, I think, and, the, and I think that's it. You know, it's like I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really unique. There's many people like like us really like r- most true musicians it doesn't matter if you play if you you know if you're in the rolling stones or or you just play a couple of times a month if it's in there that's all that actually matters and and there are so many people like that around the world i mean this is why we're t- we could probably go on until our batteries fail yeah. it's, you know because we are like kindred spirits it's like yeah. all musicians yeah. are and, you know, especially when you, I, I, it's interesting when you meet a musician that doesn't speak English, you still, you don't have to, you don't have to say anything. Cause it's like, well, all of our, our history is pretty much shared. You know that he's done some fucking terrible gigs and has, <laughs> has, has had a, has had a crap car. 
Mm-hmm. His girlfriend's probably left him because of his fucking music. It's the same old shit with everyone. And it's like, you know, it's repeated, repeated, repeated. And, and there's a, I think there's a, probably a reason, you know, we are all the, all the same. There's a, there's a muso, I don't know if you know, uh, do you know Terry Reid? No. Well, you should check him out. He's Terry Reid. Yeah, Eric knows him. So Terry, I've, I'm absolutely, again, another one. I'm so thankful that I've, that I've managed to work with him. Um, he lives in Palm Springs now. He's, he's moved to America years ago. But he, he's a, a British rock and roll singer. And uh, he most famously um, was the guy that got asked by Jimmy Page to sing for Led Zeppelin. Oh, but wow. he would but he was on tour with the stones he was supporting the rolling stones in america and jimmy um wired him or phoned him and said i'm putting this band together i want you to be the singer and terry said i i can't do it i'm i'm supporting the stone i'm supporting the rolling stones but he goes i tell you what you should do he goes phone my mum because my mate Robert is sleeping on her couch and he's not a bad singer. <laughs> and right, honestly, check this out, right? And he goes, Oh, and he's got a mate who plays drums, he's not bad. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, so he's telling me the story. I've known him now nearly, I don't know, he's got me nearly 20 years now. And when he told me that story, I'm like, He's a, he's a raconteur. He's a, when you start, when you look him up, yeah. you'll go, Okay. Yeah. You, you won't know him, but you know him, if you know what I mean. It's yes. Like, oh, uh, yeah. It, the person. He's got, he's got the personality, the character, everything about the storytelling, the sound, the every, a fucking fantastic voice. Um, hence, Jimmy Page was like, this uh, would be the great guy for this fucking band. But yeah. he said, phone, phone my mum, because <laughs> my mate Robert, is sleeping on her couch anyway he tells he tells his story it's a fantastic story right wow. and, he, and he's 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 told the audience a couple of times on gigs and i and he's a he's an interesting character you think is this bullshit is it true is it slightly bent truth to make it sound a bit more interesting anyway i happen to be in a scenario where my mate was playing drums for robert plant and he said, do you want to come to the show? I said, yeah. So I'll go to the show backstage. Robert Plant comes out and my mate Marco who's playing drums for him goes, Robert, come and meet Ash. He plays for Terry Reed. So Robert Plant comes over to me, he shakes my hand and he just goes, that guy should have had my life. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, so I said, I said, Robert, Terry tells his story about, and, I, and it's the one that I've just told you about you know you being on you sleeping on um terry's mum's couch and he went that's absolutely true i was like oh my god <laughs> so this this guy you like he's he's a pirate basically terry <laughs> you know you just get uh, is it is he is this is this a yarn or is it reality absolute fucking reality he said yeah i was, I was sleep i was sleeping on terry's mum's couch when when uh, jimmy called me God. amazing that's and that's it that's led that's, right there yeah yeah 
Oh. Insanity. And, and so Terry tells that story. And then it was, this is where I feel sometimes that I do feel very privileged that I'm in a situation where I'm talking to Robert Plant about a story and, it, and he's confirmed it. And I was, I was there, there were people with me that witnessed it all. And it's like, wow, how, how privileged am I to be part of that little thing? I mean, I'm only observing it. I'm not in it, but I'm observing that thing and going, wow, I'm so lucky, you know, to have seen that and witnessed that. So then Terry tells me, so now everything that guy says, I'm like, it's, it's the absolute God's truth. So there's a, I, when I lived in London, I lived near the King's Road. Uh, and there's a pub there called uh, the Chelsea Potter. And uh, it's still there. And Terry said, oh, you know, one night we were in the Chelsea Potter. He goes, and uh, he goes, me and Jimmy. And I said, J what, Jimmy Page? He went, no, 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 Jimmy Hendrix. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, we're in, the, we're in the Chelsea Potter. And he goes, we're waiting, uh, we're waiting for John. And I'm thinking, okay, which John's he on about, you know? Um, <laughs> He goes, and this this uh, this Japanese bird comes in, and she she sees Jimmy. And she said, "Have you seen Have you seen John?" And and he goes, "Who are you?" And it was Yoko. Wow! Yeah. And they were waiting for John Lennon. <laughs> and so, if he told me that story off the bat, you'd go, "That cannot be true." Yes, you're in a you're in a pub with fucking Jimi Hendrix and Yoko Ono comes in looking for John Lennon. I mean, it's a, it's a great joke. It's yeah. a fucking great start to a gag. <laughs> but because already he told me that also un, also uh, almost unbelievable story about Jimmy uh, Jimmy Page that I'm thinking this is this has got to be the truth. Yeah. So and uh, it's incredible. And so Marianne knew him. And I, then I've spoken to Marianne about Terry and she's just like, he was in the absolute hub in the sixties. He was in the hub of music. So you should check this record out and the, the, the listeners and watchers it's called river by Terry Reed. And it's one of the, the greatest, um, records really for, for that style of rock and roll soul 70s just fantastic sound and there's this some great he did he did uh he did woodstock terry no kidding and he had it, yeah and there's footage of him playing and he's got alan white on drums hmm. from from yes um hmm. and there's some great footage of this just check him out i mean it's yeah he's, uh, he's outrageous and he's still around and he messaged me the other day um and we were supposed to be playing ronnie scott's this year but it didn't happen of course and um we were supposed to do a cruise a blues cruise with joe bonamassa and that oh, didn't wow. happen of course yeah oh, wow. um, but he's he's the real deal terry he's a rough diamond but it's yeah. it's awesome you know absolute yeah. real deal very cool yeah nice. some extensive uh, show notes in this episode i'm going to find links for all this stuff <laughs> well yeah if you do links <laughs> check them out you know um yeah uh, terry he's a he's a what's most impressive about him is that he's not bitter about the way it's like when I, when I said, have you heard of Terry Reed? Only Eric said that, that you'd heard of him and you think about his history. He could look back on it and go, why am I not as famous as Jimmy page? And why am I not this and that? 
you know, I mean, it's opening for the Stones when he was 17 years old, I think he was. I think his dad had to sign the contract. That's <laughs> Seriously, he, he wasn't, he was, he was a minor, he couldn't sign the fucking contract to go on the tour with Stones. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Don't need that. Fresh coffee. Ah. Fresh coffee, no swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire. So, um, Delamitri, new record comes out, you think, and, and of course, this stuff is going to be lifted. We're going to be back in the clear, blah, blah, blah. Delamitri, you coming over? Well, what's interesting is that when we last toured, um, everyone was expecting, because America actually is their most successful territory. Yeah. So it's, it's surprising we haven't been back. But, I mean, maybe there will be some offers, yeah. I hope so. I really enjoyed, I, again, I feel very privileged that I toured America I've done every state except for Hawaii and Alaska. Um, this tour. Yeah, just we yeah. used to just go round and round and round and round, you know. Yeah. Uh, just do it again. And it, it paid off from there, the top 10 with Roll to Me. And that like, was ra- visiting radio stations. Every time you go to Wisconsin, you play the same fucking radio station. Go in and do an acoustic thing when you're absolutely hungover yeah. from the night before. It's hard. It was hard work, you know, uh, but it paid off. Yeah. And, 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 and so, yes, I hope so. If, if you weren't playing drums, what, 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 what's your music? What would you do? Any instrument saying? Oh, uh, what, what instrument? I, I think vocal, actually. Yeah. I, you know, could you just to back up, just oh, to back up you... everything, everything I've said, you know, I, yeah. I think to have a, to have your own sound, that is immediately recognizable is some like everyone tries to do that on their instrument and it, and it can be hard, yeah. you know, in fact, I think it's probably one of the hardest things is to sound like instantly recognizable as you on an instrument. Um, but to have that as a vote, as a, as a singer would be just so amazing. You know, that I think they come along. I was, I was, we were talking, um, I was talking to, we were talking to Trevor Horn actually about, um, about rods and, and, and he was talking about the voice, uh, and, and I wasn't joking about a thousand singers. In my seven years, we totted we totted it up. It was it's just over a thousand singers that that I'd heard um, in seven years. Yeah, and and Trevor was saying, how many would you go fucking hell? And I went, oh god, that now you got me. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. two or three, yeah. And then, the, and then the then the conversation expanded, and I said, "What do you think, Trevor?" Because uh, I was another producer I was talking to, and it's like maybe once every ten years, a unique sound will come along. Yeah, Adele. I don't know what the next one is that we're we're looking at. You know, it's if you think about it, a Van Morrison, a Rod Stewart a seal, uh, a share or whatever, you know, obviously the people I've worked with, but you know, that unique sound. And Trevor said that he goes, I actually think it's, it's longer than that. He goes, it's like one or two, a generation that really come through and you go like Bob Dylan or someone. It's like, they, no. they, they don't come around every fucking week then. Nope. So <laughs> to be able to do that anywhere near as good as any of them would be, would be awesome. Yeah. and then to be a diva would be brilliant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to give Always the drummer shit 
just yeah. to show yes. it. <laughs> so fucking slow! <laughs> Ash, we cannot thank you enough for your time. I just, uh, I, I want to, I want to do another two hours. I want to, I want to stay up all night. But I, I, I also, I'd love to do this again because I'm, I, you're, 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 you're stained now. We know where you are. And, uh, I want to, uh, you know, I want to, uh, send you some, some music where we've got a record coming out and I, I, you know, want you to hear Eric in, in, uh, a, well, yeah, I'd you know, love, I'd love to hear that. We'll send you some, stuff. it's, it, it's very tongue in cheek. It's very fun. Very, nothing slow, nothing. It, and it's just it, Eric's, like I said, we just, we just got him in January and then we shut him down in, in, oh, essentially. in so, yeah. uh, so have you, have you done any sort of, anything we've done rehearsals social oh, yeah. distance rehearsals yeah 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 we do that with the three masks of us. And- yeah yeah we, the three of us get together and we'll we'll play and we're all we're, we're all quarantined i mean we, you know we're staying uh you know with our families and whatnot um so and and we've all been tested and blah 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 you know in the course of vaccine yeah. started this week so you know fingers crossed that that you know yeah. um so we're doing that, but we're also when we, when we snuck out too. I talked the two of them into. I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the demon, you know. But I I talked them into uh, getting in the van. We'll go play acoustic, but we'll bring our, our our electric instruments and we'll go and we'll play in these places. And so we did it. And we usually a four piece, but we went up as a three piece, and we had a ball. We just played five nights. We we did umpteen thousand miles and just just you know yeah. played every night. It was a, it was a blast. But we 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 were going stir crazy. And yeah. uh, we had to get up and get out, and we. So yeah. it, was, it was it was a joy, but at the same time, we're knowing that you can't. This it was our first time going out, knowing that we, you know, I call the club and I t- say, you know, we're not going to be coming in and licking the doorknobs and you know hugging the staff and and they they were all great. Everybody everybody worked very hard to do the social distance thing and whatnot. But it was fun to get out. It was you know, and we're so out of shape from not doing this every night. You know, we, we played a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of get that sort of gig fitness. I remember when I when I went out with Delamitri because when I was doing the voice, I'd play. Even if I was playing hard, it's just for three minutes, and then we'd stop and listen to, you know, Jennifer Hudson or whatever talk for twenty minutes, and then yeah. play another song. So to go out with Delamitri and play, and the, the singer's not really massively talkative. So you finish a tune, and he's turning around and going, "Okay." count the next one and it's like i'm not a minute oh my god so yeah I know, I, know, I know what you mean it's physically well for all for all it doesn't it's not just drums i think for everybody it's like mentally oh, yeah. and physically quite knackering doing it doing gigs and like you say if you're out if, if you're not doing it every night and you're out of shape it's it is yeah. a shock to the system yeah, yeah. you feel it for sure yeah well listen I, I wish you the best of luck with that and i can't wait to hear i i already know what eric sounds like from looking at his drums. <laughs> fair enough. In, That's a, a fair in a way, assessment. You know, in a way. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, isn't it? It is. It's it's it, this is this band affords me a little bit of opportunity to kind of stretch a little bit. So I do play a little bit more I do play a little bit more. Not as many fills as your Instagram drummers do, yeah. but I, I'm I am allowed to kind of push the envelope a little yeah. bit when it well, comes I'll to tell you uh, what, I, the, the rock. I hope I can get out and see you play and, and actually, you know, have a pint of Guinness somewhere listen like i say you're staying now we know we know where you are and we're we're, you know i just i I can't thank you enough for your time and for for letting us you know yap with you and just oh absolute pleasure 
Yeah, you're a gem. We, we, Eric, it's been talking you up, and we've just been, and, and it's been everything and more. I just, I, I can't thank you enough. Just, oh well, thanks, thanks for having me, and it's, it's actually really nice uh, talking about music and, and not just what drum heads do you use. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah, and also yeah. to be fair, talking to guys that are. Um, that you know, I, could, I can mention some names, and you do know who they are. I mean, that's that's also quite nice. So I'm thank I'm thankful for that. I mentioned yeah. Sinead O'Connor to to my kids, and it's just like, who's, I mean, well, yeah. of course, like why? Yeah, what, you know. Yeah, they're talking about Perfect. my daughter's talking about Billie Eilish tonight. Um, oh yeah, and she, yeah, which is interesting. You know, that's a, a interesting. Uh, I like it. I mean, sort of like anti pop star, pop star. Right. Brilliant. Yeah, that's the next episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we're right. Book too. <laughs> cool guys. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Ash. You're a gentle oh, pleasure. Star. Thank you. Good luck with it, and um, yeah, send me the links to uh, to it. I'd love to to see it and see if people actually um, enjoyed anything I said. Yeah. Absolutely cool. Thanks, Ash. Our oh, pleasure. Have a good day, you guys. All right. I'm gonna have a glass. Thank I'm you. Have a glass of wine and go to bed now, probably in a bit. Um, that's that's wrong that Perfect. time. That's just stuck on mid oh. midnight. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even notice it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ash. What a gem! Oh my God! What a can, can, oh, with, can we just bring him in every week? Yeah. He, he's he's the bee's knees. I mean, it's like you know. Any. I'm not saying that we're like each other, but. Definitely, he and I have the same mindset when it comes to songs. You know, it's more about mm-hmm. more about playing the song rather than trying to be all choppy or trying to be something something more than than what you're not. You know, yeah, that it's was, always uh, better to service the vocal and and support the band than to than to be the, sh- the showboat. It's not the, that's not the drummer's job unless you're right, fucking yeah, Buddy I mean, Rich or whoever. Movie. You know, right. yeah. Keith Moon, right? right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I I did notice that. I noticed that your that your uh, your approach to that too. You know, it, it it's and of course Mike was like that too. Very very. It was it was easy to 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 get that phrase out because you're not worried about that. You know that massive nickel nineteen tom. You know, <laughs> roll through your. You know. Right. Um, but what man? Why? What, what a gentleman! What an absolute. Uh, just, just, just pushing through the screen, just, just blowing up in the room here. Just, I mean, every single word and the stories and the, I mean, just every week. I just want to talk. I actually, I just call him now. Hey, are you up? Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So what we were talking about beforehand, and I'm surprised I remembered. Um, so Jason, you had sent us the video for the Every Day is Christmas song. And uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was you know, just it was a lot of energy and, you know, one or two costume changes. And uh, just really, really good. I, I, I And I was, uh, my hat's off to you two because it was, uh, I, I don't like doing videos. I don't like being in front of a camera like that and stuff like that. But you two were great. I, I, I saw the, 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 the stuff. It was just really fun. Yeah. Eric set the, set the tone pretty quick. I, I mean, I looked over and just saw how silly he was being. I was like, okay. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and, and watching I just, it, it was, I, I said, I, I was joking before we did it. It's like, this is going to be like the early police videos where they're just, they're not playing. So they're just jumping around and acting like, like idiots and having a fun time. That's kind of what this was. 
Yeah, it's a, it was it's it's it, it was fun. I, was, I yeah. just figured let's just be goofy because song song is tongue in cheek. The song is funny. You know, it's Christmas time. We're supposed to have fun anyway. Yeah, so no, let's, I, let's all have fun. It was great. It was perfect. And I think it's we Patrick and I were talking about this last night that we you know we're already talking about what the next one we're going to do and how we're going to pull it off. I just think it's vitally important, especially now that we're putting out new material because people right right now, especially you can't go see us play unless you're you're lucky enough to be in the area wherever we have a show. But to be able to convey our personalities that in that way, in a, it's, it's a lot different than the, even the show is, 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 you know, seeing us goofing around and, you know, just being ourselves, I think is a, is, is a really good thing. So I'm looking forward to the next, the next one we do. Yeah. Just yeah. very, very fun. And, and just, uh, Brian Reeves and Ellen, um, uh, Kelly, uh, a few others have had emailed, uh, Greg Fugate and, um, John Wiesenfeld, a trying mm-hmm. Is my sister, but bunch of people that have seen the video, a bunch of our Patreon people have seen the video. They, mm-hmm. The response was great, and it was just it was yeah. nice of them to 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 now. Hey, liked it, and that's cool too. I'm just, but it's just a lot of them went r- real deep into it, and they said, you know, very funny with the with the, you know, ch- costume changes, the goofy, the blah blah blah. Right. Very, very, yeah. I mean, just just great feedback, and just you know, we're always we're always. Uh, uh, we're always grateful to, to to everybody, you know, especially our Patreon uh, crew and and just just uh so it, so it it drops so today is Tuesday and which means <laughs> is going to already be out so hopefully you've all seen it if you've not seen it maybe Chad will be good enough to put it in the in the I'll make it very easy to find yes yes you will but before I forget I, I want to put a little Christmas bow on the Ash Sohn uh, segment. I want to get him back on the show. And if Delamitri come to the States, I'm going to follow them around in a van. I'm going to just, or, or on foot if they're slow drivers. Um, I, I just, I can't wait to look it up. I can't wait to, to, you know, to look up their catalog and what, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm only interested in the stuff that Ash played on though. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I forwarded to, I forwarded to Chad, but there's a live record from 2014 that is basically like them doing like their greatest hits live and, and it's nice. That's all cool. the way on that one. And then the newest single is uh, something about England, like look, look to England or something, turn your eyes to England or something like that. And I think it's about the, I think it's definitely a pandemic kind of song. It doesn't really come out and say it, but I think that's what it is. Well, that's um, what I and, and, and that's off the new record, which has been released uh, I think on iTunes and uh, Spotify and everywhere else. And the, the, the whole record comes out, I think in April. The new record comes out in yeah. April. Yeah, yeah. April twenty twenty one. So just it, 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 even it, and, and I know it's not because I've heard them before. And just harmony is beautiful, and the textures and the great, great instrumentation. But his, I'm telling you, his playing. Uh, for, for for those that haven't seen us in a while, we play a song by Shane McGowan called "Rock and Roll Patty," and Eric starts the beat. Now uh, we we changed it up. We kind of gave gave him uh, we gave Eric a live version of how we used to play it. And Eric slowed it down a little bit, but you put a little extra C. Hughes, maybe on the back, a little je ne, je ne sais quoi, a little uh, je, je ne sais Hughes. Yeah, and it, and and it's one of those moments, like when 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 Ash was showing us the Van Morrison piece on the bell of the of the symbol, and I, and and again, the hair on my arm stood up because I I think I'm a I think I'm a closet drummer. I don't want to say that too loud. I don't want to get. Uh, I get beat up, but uh, the the technique. I'm I'm a, I'm big on technique. Eric and I, you, you, we share this. 
hatred of these videos of, oh, look at this, you know, 12 year old, you know, boy playing, you know, rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. I don't want to hear that. I don't care. You're playing it in a room. You're in a basement. If you're an amputee, I'll watch it. If you're, if you're underwater and you got, you know, you're on a straitjacket, I'll watch that video, but I'm not going to watch. I don't care. I want to see a band and I want to see, you know, that video, maybe Chad, maybe we can put that video in again. Um, um, uh, that, that video we were talking about with Ash, that the, the, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's just, going. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, I just, the Zildjian video. Yeah. The Zildjian, thank yeah. you. I, I'm tongue yeah. But the, the, that moment when they pan the audience and everybody's got my face on everyone. It was, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it is, it is funny yeah. that we, we brought that up and he had a whole, Lots to talk about that moment too, you know, and yeah, that was, that was one five second moment in the seven minute video. You know, that, and, you, and, that you saw that you could, because you're, I'm telling you, cause you, cause you're, you're connected that way. It, we yeah. just, you know, it, it, it's just beautiful. I mean, and for that guy to, to have been in on stage with Van Morrison and to been, you know, to play for Adele and to do this, I mean, and then he's, you know, he's asking us questions. You don't have questions. You just, yeah, yeah. we don't, you know, just a, be- a brilliant, just a yeah. massive talent. I mean, he's- yeah, he's he's a sweet, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's got to do a book. He's got to figure out a way. That's yeah. so funny you said that. He's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> actually, there's a story behind that too that he actually even yeah. has been trying to figure out how to do it. Oh man, well, it's like our good friend Doug Stanhope would say. <laughs> no, I mean it is. It's a massive undertaking, and they don't realize until they're they're too far in to turn back because you've already yeah. so much invested and you got so you know. The, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, I just couldn't, I mean, the stories are wonderful. And I tell you something, you, you know, the, the, his, his stories and his, his direction, you know, it, it's, he, he's one of those people that's just there. If you ask him a question, he's not only going to give you an answer, but he'll, he'll, he'll point the way too. he'll give you, you know, he, he'll show you how to get there. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's not one of the, you know, cause I remember Eddie Van Halen in the early days, he would turn his back to the, to the audience because he didn't want them to see his technique because then everybody's going to start. And they did. But then he, you know, once he, once it was out there, he said, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still the best. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing yeah. about drummers, drummers too, that I've noticed and not because I'm a drummer because they're just whatever, but like a lot of drummers are happy to share their knowledge with, with other drummers are just like, Oh yeah, it goes like this because yeah. they know they're going to figure it out anyway, but why not? If someone's interested enough in what you do, just share it with them because yeah. it'll, it'll make them, you know, think of you uh, on another level and it, you know, just makes you a more interesting and a better person, I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, 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 you know, there's a, there's a ton of, there's a ton of great guitar players uh, that, you know, that, that do the same bass players and whatnot. Oh, I can't, oh, the, the, the mighty orc uh, here, here in, here in Houston, just a phenomenal talent. One of those guys that will, he he probably even give you his guitar rig. Just take it. Just you know, figure it out, or you know, we show you. But he he's just he, he's so generous. He's so um, he's such a you know. But the, the the people that I've always found the least helpful have been the the singers, the the, the singers with the you know with the mic stand and the yeah. I'm carrying a mic stand into the club, and uh, yeah, that's I'm not going to help with the gear. I'm right, yeah. right. My my instrument's here. You know, you guys go get yeah. the. Yeah, you know that, yeah. those are the ones that I've had the, the the biggest. You know, like hey, you know, how do you how do you keep your stamina? How do you you know how do you stay in the, you know? <laughs> how do you affix all those scarves to your mic stand like that? 
<laughs> they they just stick because they're nasty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I've witnessed arguments with I'm not going to name close friends of mine who had who had trouble with their lead singer, and I love all of them, but yeah, it's like the, that one guy was like, "Nah, this I'm not doing and I'm not carrying gear. I'm the singer." <laughs> and yeah. they, they this sparked so many arguments in the band because of that one thing. Yeah, they just wouldn't. Well, like, well, no, no, I'm carrying my microphone. That's my gear. No, the PA is your gear. Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's not like cleaning up your room. That's my room. I'll clean up. You clean up your room. No, yeah. <laughs> this is a group. Problem. Yeah. No, this is the kitchen. Yeah. Everybody cleans the kitchen. Mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. We've got two hours to work with here. Yes, you do. Yeah. Just yeah. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. this is gonna be great fun. Um, I may tris, trim some of this out. I'll probably just give Patreon the entire th- unedited thing so they can <laughs> so they, so they can sit through it. Oh, we were supposed to like our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this uh, is mostly Ash. Here you go. Ash, here you, go. You, get, you guys just throw out what you don't need. Um, <laughs> but, it, yeah, spectacular. Um, Ash is beyond beyond a superstar. I mean, that, that, that guy is beyond what 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 rock and roll you know is he 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 has more of it what's that he wrote he wrote and he said thank you mate hope i came across okay oh man yeah i'm gonna write back dude oh yeah yeah (laughs) but just yeah yeah yeah. um yeah we'll get that you know we're gonna we're gonna have final mixes here pretty soon of the i mean paul's just working his ass off over there and you know he's doing great so uh but i i just i want to send i want to send him um uh, or Eric, you send him a, um, a, uh, you know, we'll send him a link to, to, to this new record. He'll, I, he'll, I think he'll get a kick out of it. I really do. Yeah. But you, you know, like I say, Delamitri comes over here. I'm, we gotta I'm, go. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. Hell, I'll go sell the tickets for them. I, I'm, I, I can't, I just, I just can't wait. We'll sell, we'll sell t-shirts or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which Delamitri record would you recommend? The live one, right. I think I think the live one is is it's 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 only six years old, but it shows a great it's a great um, kind of a encapsulation of what that band. Oh, that's what you sent me. Yeah, I, I I think I mean the studio stuff is great, um, and it's well produced. But I think the live stuff puts you right in the spot where okay, there's five guys on stage and they're f- killing it. They're just killing it. And I mean the very first song is just like you know guitar and cowbell. Dun, 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 and the crowd goes, Wah! you know, and, and the audience is super into it. It's recorded over in England somewhere or the UK somewhere, I think. Right. But yeah. And, and, and like, like, I think I pointed you all to the greatest hits record, but I mean, this is basically like a live greatest hits record and okay. it's them just from six years ago. So get that okay, one. Cool. Uh, and it's called let me get the title of it here real quick. We can share it with our people into yeah. the mirror, into the mirror, Delamitri live in concert from 2014. I- it's got, Oh my God! It's got twenty-three tracks on it. Oh, nice! Yeah. Double album, all that's the hits. Double, that's nearly double our record. We need to get to work. Hey, yeah. Well, like I said, I'll have extensive show notes and links and stuff uh, down below in the description or in the show notes of your your favorite podcast app. It'll be there or on the website. Go to, go to blackers.com. Um, yeah. Before we wrap it up, I just want to thank Jason Yu again for for working so hard on this video this week. I mean, not only did he kind of help us figure out because we had no idea what we we're doing, and he, he kind of helped us, you know, piece things together. And, and, uh, he put it together very quickly, but also very with a lot of consideration. And he, it, it, a lot of cuts, 
he went and found like the best little moments of all the silly stuff we were doing. And, um, yeah, that's so scene, I really appreciate him. That, that scene where you come through the door, Chad, I fucking like lost. I, I laughed. <laughs> I love your chat where you're taking, taking your glasses off. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, that's great. Yeah. 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 Also, I was, I was talking about this with Patrick last night when, when you were on the guitar and you didn't really know all the words. And Patrick kept looking at you going, huh? Where's the, where's the, I knew most thing? of the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, folks, go and share that. We want to get as many people, um, as many eyes on this video as we can, as many ears on the song. So and there's a lot more coming. Yeah, thank you all for listening. And, you know, just like we say many, many times, you know, um, uh, our, our online store is open 24 hours a day now. Seven days. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And, and, and uh, you, you know, and to, 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 to piggyback on what Chad said, Jason, you killed it. We're just, and it's a pleasure to work with him. And also he was very, he was very sick for a while and uh, he's back and he's, man, he is, he's yeah. in charge, man. He's not, he's not taking, he's not taking no for an answer. That guy's, he, he's a fighter and he's uh and he's like a, you know, uh, you know, we not only a pleasure to work with, but you know, we consider him a friend and we really thank him. Yeah. Thank, thank he's, he's a hard, hard working guy. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, yeah. Don't go changing. See you on the flip side. Merry Crimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Rock.